All right, James, time to put your legal hat on. Give us the disclaimer. This podcast is for educational purposes only. We are not doctors, but rather we're just trying to educate the general public to be better informed in their well-being decisions. Pop quiz. What are you not? A doctor. I've handsome. You're also not a doctor, <laughs> so you pass. Uh, if you're considering medical cannabis prescription, make sure to speak to a doctor. Uh, welcome back, Johnny. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, James, to RC Expert. Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Cannabis Podcast Australia. You created the yeah, name. No. <laughs> Johnny, our favorite cannabis scientist. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you, Charlie and James. Good to be back here chatting with you guys about feels, cannabis. Yeah. So disingenuous. It's like we, we re-record this episode after the last one. It's like, how are you? I hope you're still yeah, well. I know. It's kind of awkward if you said I'm feeling shit yeah, after speaking after- to us for half an hour. It's like, I'm actually having a terrible morning. I, I'm, stuck with the fruit. I'm feeling fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the topic today uh, in the spirit of, of shorter, faster uh, topics, mm-hmm. answering questions that we get from patients all the time the the topic today is is an answer to the question what are the different types of of cannabis or what are the different types of medical cannabis mm-hmm. because obviously there is the um recreational you know 24 year old male you know smoking out of a bong mm-hmm. on a friday night but yeah. there are many different um uh stories that can be can, can be depicted when it comes to, to cannabis particularly medical cannabis such as the 70 year old arthritic grandmother who takes an oil that allows her to play with her kids mm-hmm. and it's yeah. important to, to to paint a picture um demonstrating the the, the, the different um people and the, the, the different types of, of 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 patients but also the different dosage forms that, that often correlate so to as we just talked about um, in, a, in, in another episode, street cannabis versus medical cannabis, I just want to separate the two. So what you would know from street cannabis point of view is uh, recreationally people are smoking what is known as flour. Um, and as soon as I got into the medical game, I didn't know what flour was. And then I've, as I've told people, a lot of people don't know what flour is. So it's not really common. Mm. Um, what, what I don't even know what the name of it is. It's just bud. People like it's it's just that street like grass mm. like like my my parents call it dope, g- dope yeah, yeah. ganja <laughs> so like that's that's all the same thing it's under the umbrella of a flower um but then stepping into so that's 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 one uh type of cannabis in the recreational game mm. and now we can talk about the medical cannabis game yeah well I guess on the recreational side Johnny is there, is there anything to add when like when I think recreational cannabis i've like never heard of anything outside else of medical, yeah. like i'm just thinking a seven gram baggie of of, of, in a, of the in bud a, in a plastic bag is that yeah, yeah. Is it safe to say that's basically you know like so just to clarify that? from a botanical perspective the bud is actually a mixture of different floral tissues from female cannabis okay here we go all right so <laughs> so i don't want to get too technical yeah, but the the actual flower of cannabis is enclosed in a specialized leaf that's called a bract, and that bract, that specialized leaf, is chock full of trichomes, and those trichomes are trying to protect the flower, which, if pollinated, will become a seed. Mm. So sometimes you do get seeds in your bud, uh, and sometimes you get completely seedless, which is probably the best one you can get because when the plant starts putting energy into seeds then it stops putting energy elsewhere to like um flower production and um 
uh, and cannabinoid content and things like that. The other thing that's in the bud is uh, small leaves. So you have these small leaves called the sugar leaves, which are actually the same leaves as the fan leaves, except that they have a ton of trichomes. Mm. So the fan leaves don't have um, stalked trichomes, which are where the majority of cannabinoids are produced. Whereas the sugar leaves, they're called sugar leaves because they're like, you know, glittery like sugar. And uh, that's because of the, the stalked trichomes, which are full of cannabinoids. So the, the bud that you get is a combination of bract tissue and also floral leaves that have been trimmed. And sometimes you do get seeds as well. And the, like I said, the flower is actually inside the bract. And the flower itself is completely devoid of trichomes and completely devoid of cannabinoids. So from a botanical perspective, the term flower to describe bud is incorrect. <laughs> but we just go with it because that's what people know. That's that's what's common to people. And I think that's what's most helpful. So when we say flower, we're really talking about a collection of tissues that have a high amount of cannabinoids that are produced in the flowering stage of a cannabis plant. That went so yeah. complex, so quick. <laughs> it went from zero. We, 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 we were just talking about our parents calling it ganja and dough. And then you yeah. whipped out the book on us. <laughs> we yeah. Were yeah. Down. But I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you what. Next, next time you speak to your doctor about cannabis, ask for the brack tissue and yeah. leaves and seeds, and they, they might they might look really funny and say, yeah. from a botanical point but, of view. I'll have to listen yes, to that again. But yes, the bud is the 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 you know, the form or type of cannabis that is commonly smoked and is also now increasingly vaped. Mm. I think it's the most enjoyable way of consuming cannabis, to be honest. You really get to be acquainted with the, the plant that it came from and you get the full effect of all the compounds that are within that strain so, um, you know, I think that for me personally, like that is the, the, the preferred form of cannabis to smoke. But as we know, there are many different other forms of medicinal cannabis, which uh, James is going to mm. tell us about mm. now. Mm. Oh, that was a smooth hand. Yeah, that. Well, that was I, nice. But I, I do want to zoom out as well and, and, and talk uh, your dot points there. So, so the, the short answer to the question of what are the different types of, of, of medical cannabis um, the our partner pharmacy uh, specialises in dispensing medical cannabis uh, medicines. That's all they do. And I asked them about what are the different products that that, that, that tend to be sold. And the answer is about seventy to to eighty percent of all medical cannabis products in Australia are flour mm -hmm. consumed by inhalation through a vaporizer, which mm -hmm. we'll talk about in a moment. About twenty to thirty percent of of of, uh, of products are oils um, consumed a few drops under the tongue. Um, but then there is less than 1% of the market that's all the other stuff. We're talking wafers, lozenges, capsules, oral sprays. Mm, nasal so sprays. All yeah. of these things do, do exist, but there are a very small percent of, of, of all products. And the vast majority of patients are on flour, if not oil, or, or maybe a combination of the, of the both. Mm. So on the flour side, one of the key differences between the you know, black market image that you might have of, of consuming cannabis, you might be thinking a, a joint or a bong or a pipe. 
on the medical side, as funny as it would be for a doctor to prescribe two tokes of a joint, that's not what happens. <laughs> uh, the doctor will only ever prescribe flour to be consumed through a vaporizer. That one's actually good to know. I feel people stepping in, uh, like me stepping into the game. I knew there was a tool that is was required. Um, yeah, always honestly always assumes that people smoking medical cannabis flour uh, would be ripping a bomb. Oh, and don't get me wrong, like, there are patients who, you know, will say, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to buy a vaporizer. But strictly speaking, are they following the doctor's instructions? No. Are they consuming it in the way that it's been prescribed? No. But, you know, if, if, if someone's been doing it a certain way for 30 years, mm. you know, like yeah. they're going to do what they're going to do. But to be clear, all medically prescribed cannabis that is prescribed to be consumed by inhalation is prescribed for use in a vaporizer. And the key difference at a high level between burning the flour through, say, a joint and consuming it through a vaporizer is the heat. Mm. You only need to heat a vaporizer to between 175 and 205 degrees Celsius, whereas the burning point for the bud is 205 degrees. So what that means is you're able to heat it high enough that you activate the cannabinoids, the THC, the CBD, but you, you're not heating it so much that you're burning the plant and you're getting the harmful toxins. The other great benefit when you're not heating it beyond 205 degrees is you're not scorching the plant, mm. so you're not wasting it. Mm. You're, it's a more efficient way to consume it as well. But the subjective experience for a patient will be that by burning it between 175 and 205 degrees through a vaporizer, you exacerbate the therapeutic benefits of the plant, the terpenes, the flavonoids, yeah. the cannabinoids, without necessarily having as much of the psychoactive component, the head high, um, the, you know, the, the red eyes, the munchies, the, mm. the, the intoxication that, that you might associate with, with cannabis when, when burnt. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. No, yeah, that, you actually, like yeah, yeah, you kind of nailed that. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no, no more to add. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not even like a roast or something. No, like no, that. no. I was going to add something, but no, you nailed it. Beautiful. So, so look, that's if the question is how is uh, how, how does most um, medical cannabis get consumed? There's your answer. It's through a vaporizer, um, inhaled. One important thing to note is flour is only ever prescribed PRN, which is a medical term meaning as required. So as required, a doctor yeah. will not prescribe uh, flour and say consume it twice per day. They'll, they'll do, do that with an oil where you get the benefit of the cannabinoids in your system more often than not. However, with the flour, for obvious reasons, a, a, a practitioner is always going to be cautious, um, you know, telling you to, to, to consume too much. Um, so generally speaking, it's when your symptoms flare up and, and you need relief. Mm. But also going to uh, in the medical game, um, flower wise, they tend to work off THC percentages mm. yeah rather than in in street what people would know as uh indica and sativa mm. where that's like the common indicator of oh this is the separation this is going to have a different effect but medically they purely kind of work off that percentage am i correct there 100 100 so a lot of products will be you know a t19 for instance which means that there's 19 percent thc um because ultimately the cannabinoid content the minor cannabinoids the flavonoids the terpenes prep prevalent in the plant is what affects the subjective experience of the consumer as opposed to, you know, just a broad 
broad, mm. you know, indica versus sativa split. Yeah. Um, and a, a, a 16% indica will have a very different uh, subjective experience to a 26% or higher um, indica. So there's, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's more to sure. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get, if you were to go through the green market and get a, a quote unquote indica, like there's so many different things that that could actually mean. Um, so, so, but I suppose that that goes to the consistency conversation we had before. Yeah, nice. well, that's, that's flour. Yeah. Any questions there before we move on to oils? Johnny? Uh, no, I think you covered it really well, James. Well done. Beautiful. Thank you, boys. Yeah, well Thank done. Thank you, boys. Well done. So, so on, the, on the oil side, as we said before, about 20 to 30% of consumption um, in Australia is through an oil. Um, and, and, and basically, the, the, the key benefit of an oil is because it has less of the psychoactive component. Don't get me wrong. If you've got a high THC oil and you have too much, you're still digesting a large amount of THC, but the subjective experience is, is, is different. Um, you get the, the, the benefit of the cannabinoids without the, the pronounced intoxication effect. So that allows you to have more consistent dosing twice per day ongoing, which allows for ongoing relief of, of symptoms. And broadly speaking, the different types of oils, there's CBD only formulations known as isolates. There's formulations with all the parts of the plant except for THC, which are called broad spectrums. There's full spectrums, which have all the parts of the plant, including THC. And there's also THC dominant oils out there. So there's oils of every combination that, 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 that a patient might need. Johnny, do you, do you take oils? As a patient? I do not. I do, do not. not. But I am thinking about it because I do have chronic back pain. Yeah. Um, and I also have a uh, problem sleeping as well. Mm. So I am thinking about going down the, the medical route. Um, but and, and that's where I'm really interested to hear more about the oils from, from you guys because, mm. yeah, I, I know what's out there. And I know from a scientific perspective what the cannabinoid content means mm-hmm. um, and the therapeutic benefits associated with CBD isolate, but also broad spectrum and full spectrum mm. a- as well. Um, and it's really funny to me that, you know, the reason, one of the big reasons why cannabis medicine was banned uh 100 years ago in is because of the lack of consistency in the well they didn't even know what the 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 compound of action was right Mm. and in western medicine you really need to know you know how much is in there what is it how does it work all of that um whereas in eastern medicine where they're they're giving you full herbs it's basically like the equivalent of a full spectrum yeah. <laughs> oil or something like that, right? They're giving you the whole thing. And so so Eastern medicine goes back way before Western medicine, right? So we started off giving the whole thing. We started off with full spectrum. And then when it came into Western medicine, they said, nah, that's not really, um, we don't really know what, what's going on here. So let's just ban it. And now, right, <laughs> Great response. Yeah. Now, I don't understand. Now we're coming too, back yeah. to, now we're coming back to full spectrum. It's like, oh, yes, full spectrum is really good for you. And it's like, mate, that's what was happening, you know, a couple thousand years ago. <laughs> Um, so it's really funny to me that we've kind of like gone full circle and Mm. yes, the isolates do have their place clearly. And I think that they are really important products, especially for, um, for certain patients with certain illnesses. 
Um, but yeah, I think for kind of like generalized um, stuff and and people who who want more of the the full benefits of that, maybe full spectrum. Like I would like full spectrum to be honest. Um, but yeah, I just think it's really funny um, how it's come full circle. <laughs> I, I really, I like, uh, it kind of makes sense in the oil game because um, the isolate oil for someone who hasn't been prone to THC or smoking flour back in their days, uh, that's a, it's a good entryway because it doesn't have that THC component. Mm, um, yes. And I, as a marketer, uh, one thing they say all the time is test and measure. And I kind of like it because uh, in this prescription game, the medical game, there's so many different options. And even in the oils alone, um, it's kind of, you just have to test and measure because mm. uh, everyone's different. Like I've taken isolate and then found it didn't work, then tried broad, it, di- it didn't really do it for me. Um, and then adding even trace amount of THC was, was the winner. Mm. So that combination, like that's super personal experience, but then- patients just sit on the cbd isolate and then they're it cures and like some something like adhd where i've got uh the same condition to a patient and they're saying isolate it was the winner and mm. i'm like well yeah nothing yeah. for me so i like yeah i i love the test and measure it's pretty much the same thing i'm doing every day in marketing and then i'm bringing it to the medical game as well and it's it's really interesting with the the oils. Um, and I do have a question for you, Johnny, about the uh, about the oils and and, and your thoughts yeah. from a patient perspective, because it's 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 a really common um a, a situation where someone consumes via inhalation. They're interested in oils, but they're not really sure. And we, I'd love to talk about that, but to separate kind of between the oils and where it might be appropriate yeah, for who, the, 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 broadly speaking now, I will preface, I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. just speaking from, you know, patient outcomes I've observed yeah, um, right. in the, yeah. the clinic and Pe- conversations with the People know from the disclaimer, James. So <laughs> that, you're, that you're all true. good. Uh, handsome the, or bro- a doctor. Bro- broadly, <laughs> thank, you, thank you for reminding me. Look, broad, broadly speaking, for, for more mental conditions, uh, anxiety, depression, ADHD, something that, that sits less so in the body, more so in the mind, an isolate or CBD only formulation is generally uh, can be more appropriate. Now, the difficulty with uh, CBD only formulations is that it takes a long time to, to really take effect. It's not the kind of thing where when you take a CBD only oil, you instantaneously notice a difference. And if you're anchored to your experience consuming by inhalation with THC, then that can be quite jarring because you don't feel like you're under the effect of, of cannabis mm. in the sense that you you are used to, yeah. um, but um, a lot of the research um, suggests that like patient outcomes around month four start to really, you know, like uh, peak. So, so what that means is if you do, um, you know, get prescribed a CBD only formulation, you should have the mindset that you're going to dose consistently for at least, you know, two to three months to give it a real shot. Otherwise, you're not even giving the oil a chance to get in your system and you might be throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Can I add, uh, when I was doing patient management, um, I was speaking to a patient and then they said they were on the isolate and uh, they were de- dealing with like pain management. Um, they were taking it, got off it because oh, it's doing nothing. And then once they got off, I, I, sh- I really shouldn't laugh, but it's the test and measure. It's just, it's kind of like what I was preaching to them as well. Um, that's a test. And then you got to measure it as well because then afterwards they're like, 
pain came back even stronger. I think it actually was working. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens all but the time. I didn't time. notice a little bit more subtle. Because yeah. to, to be honest, the patients who really notice the difference with isolate or CBD only, you know, oils straight away are often the ones with like Fitbits and stuff. And they say, oh, I look at my data of when I slept yeah. and I did have a deeper sleep. Like I didn't ah, feel too much of a difference, yeah. but like objectively, you know, something ah. worked. But um, the, the patients who, you know, take for, you know, something like insomnia who, who don't have a way to track that because it is more subtle they, they don't notice but typically you know around one to two months in of consistent dosing that's when they really notice a difference and mm. this the story that i always come back to is the uh, the patient of ours who's, who's who's an elderly lady she 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 needed to take her isolate for for months um but now she's been on it consistently for for nine months and her arthritis is you know her, she's able to play with her grandkids and her whole family comment wow. about how it's changed their life and yeah, like you know so i awesome. was i was you know to be honest a little bit anti you know cbd only formulations because of that short term you know you don't notice it as much but um you know it is clear that for some patients and some conditions yeah. long-term use of cbd only formulations can be really effective mm, mm. Um, but then on the thc side obviously with the entourage effect having all the parts of the plant the eastern yeah. your philosophy that you discussed before johnny is you know a, a big thing and and generally speaking for for conditions in involving pain something with thc does tend to to be more effective and the beauty there is it is somewhat more instantaneous if you take a, a high enough dose of an oil with thc you will notice a difference because the thc is the part that you know you know when you've you've got thc in your system mm. But then the, yeah. the the question I had for you before, Johnny, was because it's a, yeah. a really interesting test case. A lot of patients I I speak to will self-medicate with flour. The doctor will say, look, I'm, I'm going to try you on an oil because that's something you can have consistently, whether the patient wants to stop smoking as much or they've got young kids or, you know, they drive a yeah. lot. Like they, you know, like starting trying an oil. For, for, for you, what's the, 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 the hesitancy historically to, 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 to move to an oil that you can have, you know, on a consistent, consistent basis? Yeah, for me, I think it's just the, like, I... I really enjoy inhalation. <laughs> it's just something that uh, I've always done, and I'm I'm really used to that. Is um, yeah, there's there's a connection between my body and the 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 smoke or the you know the flower that I'm smoking that I can instantly feel. So for me, it's a little bit of instant gratification that mm. uh, I get. I guess. But also, I'm not really familiar with the amount of like the products that are out there and what that would feel like. So I've never tried a full spectrum oil. Yeah. Um, so I'm really I'm interested to do that. And I did find a really good website called onally.com that mm. uh, has the they have a catalyst program which lists a lot of products that are available like it doesn't give you prices obviously but it tells you what form they are what kind of cannabinoid mixture they are and there's like 10 pages of products on there and you can sort it by flowers and oils and things like that and it just seems really confusing to me mm. so that's another drawback like uh, i okay. want to i stick to it kind of like what i know what i'm going to get whereas with the um, I, I'm as a scientist, I like to delve into the details a lot. And when there's like 200 products on offer, <laughs> it's just like, oh man, 
I don't have time for that. Like I love that. Um, You're like, I can't fully understand all 200. Therefore, I'm not going to yeah. like, say it. Yeah, but that's going back yeah. to the Westerners. Like, I don't understand it's your bands. Yeah. But that's that's it's it and it probably circles back to like a, a benefit to um the medical pathway that is often not why patients enter the the the, the medical scene, but something that they'll they'll often comment that was useful is that particularly to start when you speak to the practitioner about your situation, they are the expert. So mm. they will hold your hand through the the starting mm. process about initial formulations. And if you're a new patient entering the space, probably the best thing to do is to follow the the, the practitioner's guidance, you know, to a T for the first, you know, three to six months. And once you become more yeah. experienced about, you know, your treatment plan and what works, then maybe you can go window shopping and see if you can get an equivalent medication, you know, cheaper elsewhere, or, you know, right. start to educate yourself about the different products. But if you're thinking, oh, how do I work out what oil or formulation or type of cannabis is, you know, best for my condition? The short answer is, well, that's kind of what the doctor's there for. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's good. That's like a good that. point. And it's, it's important. It's important to, uh, I suppose, like to, to tie a bow on the different types. If about 70% of the, the all products are flour in Australia and about 30% are, are oils, and then there's the less than 1% of wafers, lozenges, capsules, oral sprays to briefly talk about those in a general sense, they're typically more expensive. There's less of them out there. There's less demand. Therefore, they're, they're a little bit more expensive. Um, but one benefit of things like wafers, lozenges, capsules is they do allow for the consistent dosing. So particularly if you have been maybe on an oil for a little while and you know exactly how much of the THC, CBD, had the cannabinoids work for you and when, then moving to something like a capsule could be more discreet and more convenient. Um, mm. I may or may not have heard through the grapevine that something like a capsule can be good if you do have to drive and you don't have you don't have to worry about drug testing because mm. the THC doesn't doesn't enter enter your mouth, but obviously that wouldn't be a, a a clinical reason to to move to something like a capsule. So these other formulations and types do exist, but much less common. Mm. And just on that, the oils that can be used in a vape are they just recreational or are they medical as well? Like, is there such thing as a a vape, a vapable, <laughs> um, a vapable oil, like those cartridges that you hear about all the time. You For see sure. people. Um, 100%. And the, the short answer yeah. is yes. So there are, yes. and it's important to, uh, I suppose, distinguish something we haven't done on the podcast before with the different types of vaporizers. There's dry herb vaporizers where yeah. you yeah. take the bud, put it in, consume it. Um, but yeah. there's, there are, of course, oil vaporizers. I think in a general sense, from a patient's perspective, particularly if you're entering the, fa- the, the space for the first time, the like subjective experience is, 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 is relatively the same, like you're, you're, you're burning right. cannabis. However, um, there, there are the differences um, in, in, in uh, the types of vaporizers. Personally, like I'm, I'm an advocate for the dry herb vaporizers for no reason other than you've got the vaporizer it's a thing and you can put different dry cannabis in it if you have an oil vaporizer you're kind of stuck to whether it's a certain clinic or company or Mm. you know oh really you've well you've got an oil vaporizer that yeah it works but you've got to get this specialized oil cartridge to go in and so so often what they'll they'll do is um and and i say they is in just you know basically the the entire space supplies is that you'll have a relatively price effective oil vaporizer but then you know the cartridges are expensive the classic um printer and the ink philosophy that's exactly what oh, i was gonna right. say yeah. but expensive yeah. ink, you know because what are you gonna yeah. do you can't use the printer without the yeah ink. so i didn't i didn't know that that, oh, was that sucks. With, i didn't know that that was with um oil those ones specifically because i thought that was 
flour. Um, I knew that they sent out cartridges and it's basically like them saying, you have to come back to us. You can't get it anywhere else. So oh, I had a funny, price will be priced. funny interaction with the, uh, our pharmacy the other day where I, I told the patient that, yeah, speak to the pharmacy about vaporizers because obviously dry herb vaporizers yeah. are not a prescription thing. Like buy buy them from the pharmacy because yeah. you know it's high quality but you know you, you you don't need a script for it so they inquired about vaporizers and the 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 pharmacy uh they thought they were talking about um oil vaporizers and said oh you're gonna oh, need yeah. a script for that so so oh. so it is important to understand the difference all right them. so for an oil one you need a script for the and, oil vaporizer and the cartridge yeah. you, you need the script for a right. dry herb vaporizer it's not a prescription um item. oh wow so still buy yeah. it from a pharmacy and 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 the you know for any listeners who are thinking well, what dry herb vaporizer yeah. should i get the mighty medic and the mighty plus medic i believe are the two uh, or yeah. the, and the mighty medic volcano are the the, nice. the range of products that are um, tga thank you i wrote a blog post on it they're yeah. the vaporizers that are tga registered um so yeah. so they're the only ones approved doesn't mean they're the only ones you can use there are cheaper ones out there but just make sure that you you do buy through a pharmacy because otherwise you run the risk of wasting your your, your cannabis with a low quality vaporizer that's going to break yeah. soon and you're spending more money yeah nice yeah, the reason um the reason i asked about the oil vape is because like i said i prefer to inhale my cannabis but if i was to switch to an oil then maybe vaporizing the oil would still give me sort of some inhalation satisfaction while being an oil instead of the 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 flower. So it's kind of like a um, an in between, uh, an oil and and flower. But yeah, I, I yeah I have used um, the herb vaporizers and they're pretty good. You said the other um, types of medical cannabis, so wafers, lozenges, capsules, oral sprays, are uh, considered expensive. Before we bounce, mm. um, should we quickly compare flour and oil? Yeah, yeah, good question. So, so broad, broadly speaking, the uh, if flour comes in a 10-gram tub and it costs between $13 and $17 per gram, you're paying $130 to $170. Um, the maximum that a doctor is allowed to prescribe is one gram mm. per day. Now that's a lot for some patients. It's also not much for for, for some patients. Mm. You know, we yeah. have some t- patients. T- who, test the measure. Yeah, some patients yeah. who 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 uh, have been self medicating for a long time and go they, they consume closer to, to two or three grams. Now, mm. importantly, when they consume that much because they've been burning it, which is an mm. inefficient use. So when they move to a vaporizer, um, per the the practitioner's guidance, they will go through less. But um, that's yeah. that, that's kind of the range of how much it costs and 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 how much per day so you know the upper limit would be the the 13 to 17 dollars da- daily cost for flour but then mm. for oil it is a little bit more expensive up front for cbd yeah. uh, isolate formulations the floor is about five six cents um, per milligram and for full spectrums if you're paying any more than maybe 15 cents it's probably a bit dear so somewhere between the like 10 to 15 ballpark so what that means practically for a patient is typically patients pay somewhere between two and ten dollars per day for their oil, um, you know, under under the tongue. So right. whilst the flour is typically you know a little bit cheaper to buy the actual product, a lot of patients on average go through it a bit faster. Mm. Um, whereas the oil, a little bit more expensive, but you know the bottle might last for anywhere between one to to, to three months, and that's consistent Wait, with the the government mean, data as well. Did you did you say between ten to fifteen? cents per mil or dollars per mil 
uh, 10 to 15 cents per milligram of uh, oh, per milligram, right? Excuse right. me, thank you for picking oh, okay. up on that. So, yeah, so Not the mil- CBD isolate for about five cents per milligram of cannabinoid of CBD, yeah, and for full right. spectrum, about 10. I can't remember the exact numbers, it might be like the floor is somewhere around 11 or 12 cents, maybe, maybe a little bit lower, maybe closer to nine, uh, yeah, eight or nine right. cents. But that's kind of the ballpark for, for so. So, what that means when you do your calculations is you, yeah. you work out the total amount of of cannabinoids in the oil and then yeah. you 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 do the price divided by that number so if it's a 100 um bottle and there's a thousand milligrams of cannabinoids then yeah you're paying 10 cents per 10 cents. milligram yeah. of cannabinoid and yeah. that's how you work it out um to make sure that you're, you're getting value for money mm. okay that's really helpful yeah. No, one hundred percent. And shout out to Tom Brown and Honolly because, like, most of what I just shared, I, I learned from them. So <laughs> it be about, uh, yeah, It's definitely the place that I refer most people to because obviously I get asked a lot from people like, "Oh, how do I get started in cannabis and stuff?" And I just tell them, "Look, all the information you need, just go to onnelly.com." So yeah, big shout out to Tom Brown who um, it, it, runs our website. We're gonna have to get him on the podcast. I know, I, I know. Tom. Yeah, it's a good unbiased um, space as well. That's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. That's why to being outside of the point. supply chain. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But to to put a bow in comparison, because that was a lot of numbers for my brain. Mm. Um, you said <laughs> oils. Uh, like people can re-listen to that and and, and write it down. But oils um, is more expensive uh, to start, but then last longer. And then uh, this is this is super yeah, yeah, high generic, level. high level. And then flour, uh, less expensive at, at the start, but you are buying it more frequently um, uh, on on par with your consumption and your uh, dosage as per doctor. Exactly right. The, the, the government publishes, the TJ publishes the SAS data for uh, medical cannabis prescriptions. And the, if I recall correctly, the, the last published data, it came out that the average flower um, patient uh, went through nine units mm-hmm. per, per uh, every six months and the average oil um, patient went through two uh, units every every six wow. months so so it is the classic a yeah. little bit more expensive but wow. unless you're abusing the oil which is you know hard to do with it's cbd only mm-hmm. then then uh you, 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 you're on average buying you know a bottle uh, two bottles every six months as opposed to, mm. to flour where you uh, a lot of patients churn through it now it's important to preface that that might be because the handful of patients who the 10 percent who, who who consume a much higher amount are skewing the averages but the difference between nine and two is large enough that it's safe to say generally mm. speaking you'll you'll go through the flour a little bit more amazing Good rap. Awesome. Well done. Well now, done. You're going to roast me for ending ab- abruptly this time? No, oh, so you no, do a job. No. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say thank you, Johnny, uh, cannabis scientist, friend, and patient, which we're finding out more and more. Amazing, <laughs> yeah, amazing. I love that. Uh, thank you, James. <laughs> thank uh, you. Tied a bow on everything. Well done, guys. Well done. We'll see you on the next ones.